0: Welcome to episode 228 of The Digital Life, a show about our insights into the future of design and technology. I'm your host, John Follett, and with me is founder and co host, Dirk Niemeyer. Greetings, listeners. For our podcast topic this week, we're going to discuss product innovation for the smart home and whether Amazon is overtaking Apple when it comes to creating category disruption. So, we all know that Apple has this tremendous history of disruptive product innovation and design. um, And they've created new categories. They've, they've, uh, uh sort of splintered categories you know all the way uh you know starting back with the personal computer the apple 2 of course we remember dirk as uh you know pretty revolutionary and then mm-hmm. uh you know they they did that again actually with the imac sort of the first computer that anybody actually wanted to look at um or have in their home uh and uh you know uh Changing the music industry forever with with the iPod. Uh, we've talked at length about the changes that came to uh, uh, to the world as a result of uh, the iPhone, of course, with mobile, and then uh, you know another category creator, the the tablet category, really just didn't exist before Apple's iPad. I mean, it, it did in in sort of smaller, uh, rudimentary and or uh, industry specific applications, but nothing like, uh, what happened after the iPad. So, so there's Apple's, you know, uh, tremendous history of, of category innovation and disruption in in a nutshell, uh, but we know where they've been, uh, and, and sort of what, you know, founder and visionary Steve Jobs was able to do. we're seeing a shift now in in, in um, you know the the product categories that are uh, being defined uh, around the smart home and and Apple's a different company now. It's got a different uh, different sort of mission uh, being you know sort of the most valuable company in the world um, and. I've, I've noticed of late, I've been excited about some of the things that Amazon has been doing around the smart home, which, of course, is the next battlefield for uh, uh, consumer tech. Um, you know, the smart home has all sorts of things we can automate, uh, all sorts of entertainment, um, HVAC, uh, television, uh, all kinds of audio. So so this this is where uh consumer product innovation is 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 focusing right now uh, and you see lots of players there and and I know Apple wants it to be in that space, uh, but I am you know somewhat uh, unimpressed with with what they're what they're doing there. And Amazon just two weeks ago had this big rollout of their echo uh, product line, the next generation of that. and they had a slew of, of stuff and, and I, I wouldn't say that, um, that everything grabs me or, or made me say, hey, you know, I really want that. But some of the Echo offerings were quite beautiful. The industrial design was what reminded me of uh, uh, of, of Apple's industrial design, frankly, of, of the kind of, uh, oh, I really want to buy that because it looks really cool feeling. Uh, so, so with that you know somewhat um, rambling preamble Dirk you know what's what's your take on this how, how are you seeing uh, Amazon and, and Apple uh, change positions over time as you know product innovators?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this a lot over the years, right? I mean, I, I think four years ago, I said Apple's Apple's toast, Apple's days of being the design innovation leader are, are done. And the question then was, who is going to emerge to, to be the next? Is it going to be Google? Is it going to be Amazon, uh, Facebook, Microsoft? Those are all companies that we've talked about over the years. Amazon did have their event, and uh, I I don't think um, you know I don't think it's Amazon. I don't think anybody has stepped into those shoes yet. You know the role that Apple filled from from when the um, God there's been so many devices and evolutions over the years from the iPod um, or we might even say the the, the candy colored iMacs and sort of that generation of devices which started Apple sort of shooting back up the mm-hmm. the design innovation leadership. Um, scale, you know, from that point forward, um, until the the death of of Steve Jobs, they ascended to and and became just the clear, the clear leader. And in that process, they had a handful of what I'll say are, um, uh, you know, revolutionary is too frothy, but really important um, things. I mean, the iPhone being sort of the the pinnacle of it, but the iPod. The iPad um, and at, at smaller levels, other products. I mean, well, again, we talked before on the show, and it's been some years, so maybe our listeners now aren't uh, aren't going to remember it. About uh, one of the most magical for me was the the um, I What were the, the names? They all blend together. The Air, the the teeniest of the laptops. When right. when Steve had a presentation, he had a little like you know, Manila folder that he was walking around with and suddenly reaches in and pulls out the computer, right? I mean, just this totally magical moment. And that, you know, that was just sort of a smaller machine, but it was still... It was still an example of both from a product perspective, but also from a presentation and marketing perspective, that Apple was playing a completely different game than the rest of the market. Uh, You know, at this point, I mean, uh, Apple probably isn't worse. It probably is a little worse, but it's in this pack with Google and Microsoft and Amazon and Facebook. um, and, And nobody's kind of going back to that old Apple Vanguard leadership model, I think, Apple's probably the least likely of them to do so. Um, They're just showing zero innovation um, in the past, I don't know, six or seven years now uh, since, since Steve passed, um, five years, maybe 2012. But, um, to me, to get to the the more timely issue, what we saw out of Amazon was, was nothing of the level of the old Apple stuff. It's certainly ahead of where Apple is now as Apple has their events and they release a lot of me too, mediocre, sort of grown worthy crap and try and treat it like, you know, it's another iPhone. Um, uh, you know Amazon has moved past that mark, but they they aren't mm-hmm. anywhere near. Uh, from my perspective of asserting that mantle of leadership that Apple wore for for mm-hmm. more than a decade. and and to me, it's still unclear who's going to emerge. Uh, you know, maybe we could say Amazon's the favorite now, but I mean google and and Facebook both in different ways, from different perspectives, have the possibility to do that. So Amazon, they announced some good products, some interesting things, but um you know my my heart isn't racing yet.
0: Yeah, I think so. You know, I, I've I've thought a little bit about Amazon's you know foray into the smart home, and and I think um, there there is a a difference in uh, in in approaches to design that you know between the, the way Amazon is is tackling this versus um, Apple's sort of category busting uh, products and the reason may very well be because you know the smart home is sort of undefined it's going to be different for each family, each person. It's an ecosystem of products, so it's it's a lot of different things that need to work together, a lot of services, a lot of uh, different kinds of hardware. So it's not quite as neat a package as we had with say the iPad or, or the iPhone. So it's this interconnected ecosystem of stuff. And because of that, you know, I I think Amazon is doing lots of Many experiments with their products, which which I kind of like. So the way they're putting the products out, the hardware actually reminds me of the way Google does software. So Google, you know, rolls out these betas that you know uh, are often, you know, uh, don't amount to like a, a, a huge splash, right? So uh, we remember Google Wave and things like that that didn't quite take off, but they were they were market tests in a way, and I think that's what amazon's approach to hardware has been and i think that's how they're sort of going to infiltrate the smart home they're going to have enough of these experiments with different form factors with different ways of designing the hardware with different looks with different appeals to different market segments and i think they're going to find out the stuff that's working and you know, build on that, and and jettison the stuff that doesn't. So this is the complete, you know. In some ways, this is the opposite of how Apple approaches design for products, because they have this one stellar experience that uh, everybody, you know, everybody wants, like, uh, or everybody did want, you know, when it when it came out. So I'm I'm not sure, you know, what the better uh, way to approach it is, but but that's my uh, sort of. Uh, two cents on 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 Amazon's approach to hardware, Dirk. I know you're not a fan of the uh, of the Echo, but you know, given that that approach, do you think that's a good strategy for Amazon, or is that sort of a a wait and see if they if they're successful in a larger sense?
1: Yeah, John. I, I think the strategy is is a good one. I mean, whether or not it results in in Amazon, you know, controlling the smart home, controlling the conversation around design innovation, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, one of the things that made it easy for Apple, um, you know, aside from from the fact that they were just executing great, was that all of the mainstream focus around computing technologies were limited to very narrowly the personal consumer products category. Now you've got Amazon in the smart home. And I think it's fair to say Amazon's the leader in the smart home, even though Google is competing fiercely and the others, you know, the, and the rest, you know, our professor and Marianne, right. uh, you know, are also trying. Um, but that, like, okay, that's one category. Then you've got um, self-driving cars and Amazon as far as we know is at ground zero on that one and Google is way out ahead competing with other companies um, companies like Tesla companies like old-school auto companies, that then you have spaceflight. And there you have uh, Virgin competing with Elon Musk, competing with Jeff Bezos, Amazon again, but I think it's a different company. So it, now like like um it's it's orders plural of magnitude of attention to different product categories today as opposed to 10 years from now or 10 years before when it was just the 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 personal um you know consumer computing products category. And so that's another complicating factor is uh, you, uh, these different companies are going to win and lose in different categories, but who who is going to sort of emerge as as the Skynet, right, um, to, to take the sort of uh, dystopic, um, dystopic science fiction look at it? Um, or will there not be anyone emerging? Is it going to be more flat just because the breadth of things that are being worked on and that people care about um, is so is so vast and I think you know only time will tell on that
0: yeah and, and I, I do think the other uh, those categories that you mentioned whether it be uh, uh, you know automatic uh, self-driving cars or you know space flight or you know any number of other emerging technologies these are all part of ecosystems that are exceedingly complex in comparison to some of the uh, uh, sort of the consumer products of the past. So the self-driving car, you know, alone is going to have to uh, navigate, you know, any number of uh, areas of, of regulation, insurance, um, uh, infrastructure, uh, you know, that, that go far beyond, you know, the, uh, the, the product itself, which is, you know, complex in the first place. Uh, so, so it's it's interesting to me the way that uh, technology is permeating all these different uh, areas of our lives, and um, and as they sort of get into these more complex areas uh, necessarily the uh, uh, the winners and losers first off, it's taking a, a good long time for for us to figure out who, who's gonna dominate those spaces and and secondly you know it's it's possible that no one <laughs> is going to dominate those spaces uh, for some time mm-hmm. uh, suffice it to say, If I had to sort of place a bet today on, uh, you know, the integrated smart home, I think I would go with Amazon, which is not discounting all the Google Nest, uh, products and things like that. Uh, but there is, there's something, uh, sort of sneaky and strategic about the way they are, they are managing all of their digital services, uh, in, in conjunction with their, uh, their hardware that that I, I think is is hitting the right notes. I, I think it I think it's correct. So I would I would I would place a bet on Amazon for the smart home. If you asked me that today, it sounds to me, Dirk, like you'll need some more convincing on that, though.
1: Yeah, I think it's too early to tell. I mean, they're the early leader, but I, I'm I'm not I'm not convinced of their um, of, of sort of their design acumen. I think they've they've been sort of mediocre in design and the the only advantage that they have is that their primary competitors are mediocre in design as well apple included but you know john if you say you want to place a bet there's this thing out there called the nasdaq baby go place your bet and see what happens
0: yeah um, buy buy up some more uh, uh amazon stock i guess um yeah, I am probably, uh, probably already own some of it in, uh, in mutual funds, but go, go out and buy some uh, Amazon stock.
1: Put your money uh, where your mouth is. Yeah,
0: right. Listeners, remember that while you're listening to the show, you can follow along with the things that we're mentioning here in real time. Just head over to thedigitallife.com, that's just one L in the digital life, and go to the page for this episode. We've included links to pretty much everything mentioned by everybody, so it's a rich information resource to take advantage of while you're listening, or afterward, if you're trying to remember, something that you liked. You can find The Digital Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, and Google Play. And if you want to follow us outside of the show, you can follow me on Twitter at John Follett. That's J-O-N-F-O-L-L-E-T-T. And of course, the whole show is brought to you by GoInvo, which you can check out at GoInvo.com. That's G-O-I-N-V-O dot com. Dirk?
1: You can follow me on Twitter at d That's at D-K-N-E-M-E-Y-E-R. And thanks so much for listening.
0: So that's it for episode 228 of The Digital Life. For Dirk Niemeyer, I'm John Follett, and we'll see you next time.